to Dealing With It, a podcast about rolling with the punches. This is a mother and son podcast. I'm the mom. My name's Trish. My name is Matt, and I am the son. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Welcome back. Yeah, we appreciate you listening. Um, well, let's just get right up into it. Okay, we had some goals that we set this last week. Yeah. And my goal was just to have fun, do some fun things. Yeah. And I... I really embraced that goal. I did. I um, today am feeling relaxed. I'm feeling happy. Yeah. I'm feeling peaceful. Um, well, how did, did so you how notice did, that right here? Look at this. My forehead. It looks like you got a little. Uh, well, it's less crinkly. Yeah. It's, uh, it's yeah. less worry line. <laughs> yeah. Because you've been doing a lot less worrying. That was my plan. Nice. Well, how did Seriously, you. Seriously, can how, you tell? I Well, now, okay. <laughs> Yes, now that you mention it. But also, this looks like you've been out in the sun. It looks like yeah. you've been... Yeah, working out in the yard, yeah. drinking coffee out in the sunshine. And Matt, here's my question. I was thinking, when when did I get the idea, and maybe when culturally did we get the idea that having fun shouldn't be a priority? I mean, mm. I'm not saying the only priority or the top priority or always make sure you're having fun before you do anything else. I'm not saying that, but... right. When did it get to be where we have to set a goal to have a nice time? And then while you're having that nice time, you're still... I had to call myself in from things this week. I uh, th- I have a tree that's... Uh, I could prune some branches back, you know, so, so yeah. their plants could get sunshine. And in pruning that back, then, of course, I'd need to clean up the stuff off the, the ground and put it in the trash can and whatnot. And I sat back. It was probably Wednesday or Tuesday. And I just said I would do that. But it does not seem like fun. Yeah. I can't go there to this week. And I said, I agree. Don't mm-hmm. do not do it. That branch will still be there next week. Yeah. Or next fall. I don't know. I know what you mean. It does seem like there's this uh, pressure that we put on ourselves to be like, fun is something I get to do when the work is done. Mm-hmm. I probably told you that on Saturday morning, cartoons, after your room is clean. Well, I mean, there's, I mean, probably. I mean, I'm sure yeah. there's stuff like that that comes through but at some point it does feel like um at what point do you say that's enough work yeah because it seems like there's always work to be done Um, and and the people we go on vacations which you know vacate our lives to leave to go have fun because our lives aren't fun yeah you know there's a book that i'm really interested in starting to read um excuse my language but it's called bullshit jobs Oh. Um, but what is interesting, it's, it's kind of a, it's just something I've been thinking about recently uh-huh. that kind of goes with this is it goes into the, uh, like in the industrial revolution, it talks about the history of how we came up with this idea of a five day work week and then a two day weekend mm-hmm. and how it served, you know, then and how it services us now. And it's very different. Um, and it, so I think that's interesting. And so I think what a lot of that book is about, and I haven't read right. much about it or no, but from what I understand, it kind of talks about how we, at our jobs for these five days, a lot of jobs find work for us to do mm-hmm. um, to keep our eight hours, keep our 40 keep hours a week and are busy and stuff. And so I, part of me wonders how much of that seeps into our two days off that we get, which if you ask somebody like from a different planet, like, People are like, oh, that ratio doesn't really work out so good. <laughs> you, you work for five days and then you get two days to yourself. Yeah. You yeah. know, and, uh, and so to and me, it's like, what, yeah, when I'm off work, yeah. 
I find other things to keep myself busy because I start feeling guilty when there's not work to do. So to spend time having fun, yeah, there enters into this element of like, well, like I'm wasting time or like I, I'm not yeah. living up to my value, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I'm sitting there, you know, with my iced coffee and a book in a lawn chair on a patio under a tree and I'm looking at the tree, chose not to deal with a tree that I would actually read and uh, drink coffee and listen to birds. Yeah. And I can live with that. I can live with that. I think so too. And I think finding that line of where it's like, tree's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. I can sit here, mm-hmm. you know, and then I think maybe months and months go by and it's like, oh, I should probably, you mm-hmm. know, like well, th- at a certain point you'll get exactly. to it. Well, I'll be hanging out in the backyard with some other people, probably drinking a little extra wine. And then I'll go, you know what would be fun right now? Mm-hmm. Let's pull out the yeah. ladder. Yeah. At some point <laughs> it'll, that it'll sound fun. That, <laughs> that worries me, but I do appreciate it. I'll I like it. I'll just have you be one of the people in the <laughs> yeah, backyard. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so let's see you. Um... You had a couple things you were going to do this week, one being read a book. Yes. And the other, you were going to go visit a doctor. Tell me what how well, things went. Okay. So I had, so with the book, I made, I severely underestimated how long it would take me to read an entire book. Um, so I did not finish it, but I'm proud of the dent that I've been putting in okay. it. All right. Good. Uh, and consistently been reading it. And I find that after, um, what I'm reading right now is like a nonfiction book mm-hmm. it's of, of a conversation between these two guys, um, like a nonfiction uh, interview book, right. basically. And I really, it's fascinating to me, but I'm also like, I kind of can't wait to put this down when I'm done with it and yeah. pick up a fun yeah. story. Because I like getting lost into reading. It doesn't, like if I spend two hours watching a movie or a TV show, mm-hmm. uh, when it's over, I don't know if it's just because it's almost become like, I don't, mundane sounds weird, but like. I I watch you know, wrestling. I watch movies. Mm-hmm. I do stuff. So it's like when a movie's over or something, it's like okay, that was two hours mm-hmm. of something. But spending two hours reading a book, it's like you really. Feel, I just feel different. Yeah. Um, and I like that feeling. And so I'm kind of already itching to pick up yet another. I'm excited to finish this one, only to get into another one too that has more of maybe a, a story, maybe in a, of a fictional variety. There you go. Well, um, that's good. So I didn't finish the book, but I don't. You know, I feel. I feel fine about how I did. Sure. Um, and then I had th- uh, therapy on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And um, and basically that's what, I mean, I spent most of the time, that's what we talked about was how, um, you know, we've been doing stuff. Like I've been going to therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been practicing more mindful tech, you know, things, techniques and uh, and stuff to try to really get a, a an upper hand and grasp on, on my tendency to be anxious mm-hmm. and kind of panicky. Um, and I just, cause to me, it almost seemed like a, it's almost like a game. Like when I was younger, uh, and I was on anti-anxiety mm-hmm. medications and it worked and mm-hmm. I felt great and it was fine. And so mm-hmm. now that I'm like, I'm almost taking, I've almost been taking this approach where it's like, okay, so anxiety's back. Depression's kind of coming back. Um, what other ways can I do mm-hmm. to treat this other than the medication? And so for a while it was kind of a fun game of like, yeah. okay. That worked for a while. Now I feel crappy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> now Let's I see how this works. <laughs> and right now where I'm at, it, right now what I was talking about in therapy is like, this game isn't very fun anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, it's, I, it's almost discouraging to me. And it's something I have to rework in my brain or that I want to rework in mm-hmm. my brain to be like, oh, I can't just, I can't just do this. I can't just deal with this. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I was talking about last week where it's like, okay, 
it's it wasn't easy for me to have that conversation with myself to say i need some help Mm -hmm. i need medical help i think so Mm -hmm. um and so i talked with my therapist about it she gave me a recommendation of a few people to call Mm -hmm. there's this cool thing that um that katie did uh, when she was getting on her medication, and she might be joining us here in a little bit. Oh, I hope so. Uh, she's I got like off work. Her. I like her a lot. <laughs> um, but uh, it was called a gene site test, and I think it's like a like a saliva test or something. But and they send it to the labs. Mm-hmm. You get back a whole booklet, basically, of of your how your body reacts to not even just um, those kind of like uh, what SSRIs or whatever like anti anxiety. Mm-hmm medications are that affect different things you can kind of rule out which or uh, sh- show you which ones might be more beneficial to you without doing the kind of oh yay yeah because right now it's um it's like the buckshot method of you really did something it's, it's trial and error it's, yeah like um and i'll like it's katie's stories to tell but like she tried a few different medications before she landed on the one that she's on now mm-hmm. uh with results that were like oh what is going on here yeah uh, and that's a scary way to be um so I got a, a recommendation of someone who can do that. Um, and then I, so I tried calling to set up an appointment um, and the office was closed. So I, I had therapy on Tuesday. I was off work yesterday, which is Wednesday and we're recording today mm-hmm. on Thursday. And so I, uh, I, yesterday when I was off work, I was trying to call to set up an appointment with them. Um, and it said they were open with the office hours. I don't know. It just, they were closed. So right then I was like, well, oh, it's a little mm-hmm. discouraging. Yeah. Um, and then I called the other uh, name that mm-hmm. I got and also got really nothing there. Um, well, that's not good. No, I know. I was like, what are these places closed on a Wednesday at like two in the afternoon? But, um, then I tried calling Terry Riley Our mm-hmm. um, I don't know if that's, a, is that a nationwide thing? I don't think so. But it's uh, anywhere. Who's listening, I mean, you know, it's like the, uh, sliding scale mm-hmm. kind of lower income, yeah. um, health services mm-hmm. group. And I got someone there. Um, but they're, because it's a lower income health services mm-hmm. group, they're booked out quite a ways. Sure. So it would be, a, a, you know, like three or so weeks before I could go in and see somebody. So I got a little bit discouraged about it yesterday. Oh, I was so like, sorry. well, and it's okay. You know, yeah. it's like one of those things where it's like, I've been, you know, like it's. No, once I, you, you make the, the determination that this is what's right. It's not been an easy uh, call to make for you. And then you're ready to reach out. And you get a, a, a wall. That's and exactly it, what it is. Needed... It's like it's like okay, I got ready to jump in the pool, oh, but the pool's covered in ice. Right. <laughs> like I couldn't get in. Oh man, what uh, are you gonna do? Yeah, and so, but I'll keep trying. You know, I, um, it's it's interesting how I w- I wish it were more convenient to get, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I mean, because I work a job that's, I get, I can go in early and get out closer mm-hmm. to like four or like four sure. thirty. Uh, but most places, especially like medical offices, are closed by five. Yeah. And, and then some places have hours on the weekend and some don't. And that's right. a problem I'm sure a lot of people run into. Oh, it's, yeah. I used to work a job where my weekend was Tuesday and Wednesday. Right. So that wasn't, I didn't that even was think great. about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so now it's like, oh, how do I, all right. Like I have to work out with my job, like my boss. Like, okay, hey, I got a doctor's appointment this sure. day. Can I go do this and right. make up the hours here and there? Cause like, well, and hopefully it'll be a not ongoing visits with this. If right, you're just right. going to go talk to somebody about, uh, you know, maybe it's a couple of visits, but but if it's about getting meds and... Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's going to be like super intensive, but just 
already being someone who deals with a lot of anxiety, the idea of like, okay, now I have to work Make, out something with my yeah. job and I have to set up these appointments. Like, I, I, I bet it's not even fun to dial the phone. I mean, it's, it's really just, not. It's, it's not. Hard. And it's one of those things where it's like, even saying it out loud, you know, I think it sounds, to me, it sounds silly, but I think anyone no. who, who's, who deals with anxiety like that, like, you know, yeah, even just making that call is, is, uh, it almost feels like enough, you know, like, okay, well, I did, I tried. And that's kind of, apparently the, that's a no. That's what I took. I, you know, I felt like, well, all right, you know what? I gave it a go and yeah. I can give it a go again. So um, I chalked that up as a success, well, but uh, it is. I'm proud, proud, proud of you. So I'm, I'm still, um, trying to, trying to set up an appointment, get it figured out, but I'm very determined right now to there do that. There you go. Sometimes the persistence is, uh, is what you gotta have because <laughs> yes. you are, you know, you're advocating for somebody pretty special, you know, you're taking care of you mm -hmm. and, um, there's the mom in me that says, give me that phone number. I'm yeah, retired. Yeah. I can start calling them at That's 8 a.m. and put them on redial. Is there like even redial anymore? Well, you know what? Truly, I haven't, I've, I mean, I've gone to the doctor a few times. So, I mean, but really I haven't been, like I was thinking about it, like I haven't really been to the, the dentist mm -hmm. since my last, and since probably high school when you set you up see, an appointment for you. They still look very white. I'm... Uh, well, and I don't feel like anything has gone. I mean, I, if if I felt like there was an issue, sure. I would have set up an appointment yeah. probably. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> probably, you know what? If you ever had a, a tooth that was really hurting you, it I tell you, you wouldn't say probably. You'd right? Be like, oh man. You're like, okay, I have to. Yeah. Now. I haven't had anything to come to pass where it's like <laughs> I need to get this figured out. But um, yeah, setting up my own like appointments. Yeah. Like I'm like 27, and I'm like, okay, this is maybe a little late to the game of no. getting. But, you know, like annual checkups or anything, well, but what? But you know, do it. Just I'm gonna do it, especially do after it. our conversation with about health anxiety. I was like, you know, it's it's never too soon if you have insurance and the mm -hmm. ability um, to to try to you know make yeah. sure that you're you're gonna be around for a while. That's right, and that you'll have all your teeth. Which yeah, that's a good thing. It is. I might have a couple extra ones. I never got those wisdom guys Aye, taken yeah, out. Yeah. Well, well, now you're on your insurance. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my. Figure it out. But so, <laughs> so neither of my goals were uh, met to completion. But uh, I would say two halves equal one whole. But I'm not. So good I, job. I'm not beating myself up over it. No. Yeah. Well, well, I strongly recommend a a goal like mine. Yeah. If it's not fun, don't do it. But that would not help you <laughs> get your appointment done. No, I know. Well, I know. Maybe just trying to. Well, I'm trying to honestly trick my brain into being like, taking care of yourself is fun. <laughs> You're you feel good, and you do feel proud of yourself when you've done you do something. Uh, oh, you really absolutely. Do. And um, any of those challenges, they build our confidence, you know. Yeah. And and so that's great. So you and I had a fun experience that you and I've never shared before, and maybe we should wait for Katie. Um, no, yeah, we can get into one. it, and when we she gets here, we can talk about it a little bit more. In um our whole life of experiences together. Um, you've introduced me to girls that you've liked before, for right, sure. Right. You did introduce me to Katie, and I love her. <laughs> yeah. um, but this week we had a meeting with Katie's dad and stepmom. They came into town, they're not from here. Yeah, they live in California. And uh, we all went out to dinner together. So I got to meet the parents Katie. Yeah, you got to meet her dad and stepmom and then her grandma as well. Right. Um, yeah. Ramona. Ramona. <laughs> yeah. She's awesome. They they really are. I, I really enjoy hanging out with them. I'm really glad you got to meet them. Um, last time they were in town, there were some plans to maybe meet up and do dinner, but that happened last summer, which sort of um, became apparent pretty quick that this isn't the visit for that <laughs> uh, with, with how dad was. Sure. Um, 
but yeah, so going into actually getting together for dinner and and meeting them, uh, how did you feel going into that? Well, I I love Katie, so I was really anxious uh, to see, you know, some of the people that have made her be her, yeah. you know, and I um, so I was anxious to to see them, and then on the same note, I didn't want to embarrass you but i mean i often do like to embarrass you but but i didn't want to really embarrass you on this uh, outing i wanted to be someone that you could be proud of and say yeah that that's my mom instead of oh good lord which is funny because i (laughs) like of course like all i all i wanted from that interaction was just you to be you because i'm like i think because i i went into it knowing them already a little bit um and so I was like, I think this is going to go great. But for you, kind of going in blind, I'm just like, I, okay. Okay, like, well, and I, um, it's just important to me for the for you and for Katie to know that, that I'm so open and um, supportive of every bit of your lives. And that includes other, other parents, you know, yeah, other people. Yeah. And uh, so it's really good to get to meet them and they're, wonderful yeah i feel like everyone hit it off pretty quick but the first thing when you came you came by the house to pick me up to take me to the restaurant we'd meet them there Mm -hmm. and i the first thing was like do i look okay do i need to change does this look all right and you're like mom you look fine but yeah down down to what do i wear right was just something that i did you get one chance to make a first impression Well, it was and um so i don't know yeah i well and um now tell me were you nervous well i was nervous a little bit um, just because it, it, like I said, we've never done that before yeah. and I'm already like, I mean, I've, I've met them now a few times and we've hung out and I, I really like them and I get the sense that they enjoy being around yeah. me as well. But even like still, it's like, I, I'm trying to make a really good impression on them when I'm hanging out and stuff too, just to be like, yeah, yeah. Like you want to put your best foot forward. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, so it, that was that thing of like, oh, it's weird because I have this dynamic with my mom and it's not dissimilar to the dynamic I have with like right. I, I'm not a different person when I'm hanging out with them but the comfortability level is just Very a little different. different so to merge those two it's yeah. like well and then we you know you and Katie live in uh, Boise and mm-hmm. and that but we did this in my little hometown close by yeah so yeah. you were bringing people to your hometown where you where you grew up yeah so again you're almost like hoping your town is sure is well to me it was like, up to... a little bit like uh i was like well, there, i don't know kind of it was like i have that like home field advantage sort of field too it's like i know this area and yeah. i love i love the town that i'm from yeah 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 um but i don't know if everyone on the outside coming in would necessarily see a, a small town in idaho doesn't necessarily yeah. uh pop out as like whoa what a fantastic place right um right. but i know how much i love it um and, and so, I think it did not disappoint. No, they've done a whole lot of uh, um, work down there. Right. Um, so and Katie it, just yeah. walked into the studio. So she needs to eat her dinner. And then <laughs> Okay, so then you and I had a... We can talk about the, the dinner and the meeting when Katie gets in. Yeah, yeah. I think I haven't talked to her at all, except for the next day I texted yeah, so, to say so thank you so we'll much. Get back in, we'll get back into sure. that. But, um, like, who ordered what yeah. and all that. How was the wine? It was good. Um, you and I had an opportunity when you took me back home, and again, it was just you and I. Mm-hmm. 
and there were some emotions that we hadn't expected. Yeah, it, that was... It was such a nice night. It and was. It, and, and that doesn't mean that those emotions after the night ruined anything. Right. But. No, no, not at all. Um, and it was nice to, to get that moment to talk with you about yeah. it too afterwards because that's not... Going into to having um, you meet Katie's parents right. like that and stuff, the thing that really wasn't on my mind at the moment was like, is it going to feel weird that dad's not here? Right. Because I had this, it felt like, okay, we're, we're going to meet up at this time here yeah. at this place. And so there's things spinning. And then as I get there, it's like, I, I don't know. It, it feels like something that... Well, it's almost that meet the parents, but the plural was gone. Right. Yeah. And there was a void, again, that I think both you and I felt little little that void that we felt sad that it's, yeah, it's like too oh, I really wish he could have been here for he this he would have loved this and that was the thing it's like I think he would get along really really well with both both of them but sure. especially Katie's dad I yeah. feel like musically they're yeah. into the same stuff and they yeah. have a similar humor and so that was that thing too just like I really wish one that they got to meet him yeah but and that I got to introduce him to, to them sure you know and, and just for that moment it does feel like I, I don't know I, I definitely noticed that empty space yeah. and it it was our kind of what if time. Um, mm-hmm. I wonder what what would have been like if dad had been there. And I don't think that that's um, adding more suffering to our pain to go there. Because I think sometimes it's natural to wonder, you know, would it have been oh, yeah. as great a night? Yeah, it would have been as great a night. And, um, and then sometimes it's easy just like superimpose um, perfect dad on top of what, who real dad was. See, that's exact health so, health wise. Yeah, like well, not even that. Just even dad in his own was was sometimes not the most talkative guy. That's I, true. I oh, I know what you. Okay, you know what I know saying? what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we could sit there and go, oh, they would have loved each other, dad, and he, he would have just, just lit up the room, and, and, and <laughs> yeah, they yeah, had yeah. so much fun. In reality, <laughs> yeah, he might have been a little more quiet, quiet. until it came. Yeah, yeah on, which and is then he honestly... would have said five or six things, and people would have loved him, because <laughs> that's how it was. Yeah, and um, so I don't know. We'll never really know. Right, right. Um, but you know, I mean, but I remember thinking of it last time when they were in town and Dad was sick. It was just like, I. I was wondering at that point with where his health was at, I was like, I don't know. I don't think this is how dad would want to be remembered. Um, And I don't, you know, and it's truthfully, it's like, well, I don't want to make them uncomfortable. It's not, there's nothing comfortable about, and I don't know how they would have taken it, you know, but like, there's nothing comfortable. Would you like to go meet my dad on his deathbed? Yeah, yeah. Before we go out to dinner? Yeah, right. He has a whole, oh, it's like a whole hospital set up in my mom's room. It's It's so so cool. cool. I I think we... You know, we can never look back and say we wish we had. We we haven't. We can have no regrets. We yeah. did everything out of love. We did everything out of you know, with our hearts um, for him, and and truly, how would he want to be thought of and remembered? And right, and we have Kate, a guest joining us. Wait, to... let me hit. Let me hit unmute on your um thing. I, think I have you're... arrived. You've arrived. Yay, Yay. Katie. You look beautiful. Thank you. So we were talking about the the fun dinner we had this yeah. last week, um, meeting your folks. Mm-hmm. And so tell me, what did they think? Oh, they loved you. Oh, thank you. Which, goodness. I mean, I expected. Like, how could they not? <laughs> there but are yeah. so many ways. <laughs> there are no. so many trips along There's the There's probably way. a few parents in the... Yeah. <laughs> no, my dad even said um, beforehand, 
uh, or it was Sandy had said, um, you know, are you sure that you want us to meet Matt's mom? Because dad sometimes can, you know, say stuff where it's like he's putting his foot in his mouth <laughs> and uh, we'll just, we'll have to rein him in. And I'm like, nah, no, won't. <laughs> yeah. you're in good company. <laughs> well, I felt immediately comfortable, very comfortable good. with them. And, and so um, I like them. Yeah. And I, I did make sure I thanked them mm-hmm. for you. And whatever that was so part. sweet. <laughs> well, I mean it from the bottom of my heart because, um, you know, you're awesome. And Thank you. and these people had had a hand in that. And yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah. when they were saying that next time they're in town, uh, they want to spend just a whole a whole day hanging out. Yeah, they want to take you up on that offer to go out wine tasting. Well, they really do. Are they going to get there and turn around, and come back pretty fast, or are they? How, uh, how soon can we do this? I mean, yeah, I don't know. I wish <laughs> <laughs> they just got home today. Yeah. So. Oh, okay. All right, we'll give them time to gas the car yeah. back up, yeah, clean out go. the camper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, but oh, yeah. Overall, I thought that was a really successful time. I, yeah. Katie, yeah. going into uh, having your dad and stepmom and grandma meet my mom. Mm-hmm. Like, what was? What, did you have? anxieties about it yeah absolutely like yeah. i mean it's just like as much as i knew you guys would get along um and i think a lot of this anxiety stems from uh in a way past trauma uh, about mixing uh sure. families together well you don't know and if somebody's having an off day if yeah. somebody's just whatever mm-hmm. says one wrong thing it really can yeah put people off yeah. but it didn't happen no and um so like most i've never had my parents actually meet the parents of somebody i'm dating so this was a first <gasps> for, for that. them yeah same um wow. yeah so yeah <laughs> um so that was like it was it was new territory for sure but it also it reminded me a lot of um a time when i was really young um, my dad came up to napa where my mom's family is from mm-hmm. to pick me up from my grandma's house and i was like hey while well, you guys are in town let's all go out and have dinner together and my mom was very upset that my dad and my and her mom and her dad went out and had oh. dinner together. So I think that's where some of the trauma sure. comes from of just like, I've done this in the past and it didn't work out well, even right. though it was like a very different circumstance. Sure. Um, and so there was like anxiety around that for sure. Yeah. But overall it was like, this was totally new territory, but I also knew like personality wise, you guys were gonna hit it off. So yeah, I was, I was really glad. <laughs> and it was, Me that was a great restaurant suggestion, by the way. They love the food. I love the food. Yes, Caldwell, Idaho. Was great. Uh, grit 2C. Grit 2C. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, if you're in the Idaho area, Caldwell is really um, vamping up how yeah. their downtown area. Indian yeah. Creek Plaza is where it's at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We went down there. Um, the Caldwell Centennial Band was playing in the plaza. And mm-hmm. I'm just afraid your folks probably think I live in Mayberry. <laughs> but it was I remember asking, night. do they play every, every night? night? Yeah. And part of you wants to be like, of course. Oh, well, yeah. This band or. The- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You just no. wait till the pie festival. You know, like, just make <laughs> no, up stuff. No, that was another thing, though, while we were down there, um, where it kind of hit me is that weird thing of like, oh, dad used to play in this band. Yeah. You know, just kind of have to direct that band. Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, up until. I mean, he was doing stuff with them up until just a few months yeah. before he passed. I mean, until he physically couldn't leave the house. Yeah. And that broke his heart. I remember it that. Yeah. Um, but so, like, it was interesting being, like, having this moment of, like, okay, like, mom's getting along with everyone. Everyone's doing good. It's cool. Uh, and then it's like, uh-oh, <laughs> I'm feeling sad. <laughs> uh, but, yes. it, I, but I think, like we were saying, uh, it, it, whatever – that button inside that gets pressed and it's just like, oh, I don't feel so, uh, I feel a little sad right now. Um, it's it's easier to get out of that. Like, I mean, one, situationally, I'm not going to be like, 
okay, everyone, I have to leave. And then like, <laughs> good luck. But it's also, you know, it's just like, okay, all right, this is this sadness isn't new, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. I just wasn't expecting well, it. And in a way, it's sad and maybe bittersweet. Mm-hmm. Not just yeah. sad, devastation, hor- horrific. Right. Yeah. Um, you just wish you could be there in that moment with you. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. and, and I don't know if Matt talked with you, but after dinner, Matt and I had just shared with each other, and we've we've shared already, but um, with our guests on the <laughs> podcast, but just that that we both missed him that night. That yeah. it would have been so neat to have. Yeah, two yeah. parents meeting, mm-hmm. and and parents. just not you know in in that like you're saying like Katie like the ang- that I don't know, anxiety is a weird word but the anticipation of like okay they're meeting mm-hmm. uh, we're gonna be here at this time and and all this it, it didn't really cross my mind like oh it's it sucks that dad's not here for this until we were kind of not and suck- we were back home we were back at home. my house yeah you're right I mean but like while we were sitting down for dinner it's like oh this feels a little. I mean, we were crowded around that table, so yeah. one more so person would have been there. We would have not. Be they would have bumped us up to a bigger table, but <laughs> uh, you know. But it was like, oh, this, there's a there's an empty space here that I wasn't yeah. really thinking about. Yeah. yeah. And then going and watching the band, but it was nice to then see the Centennial Band playing and be like, oh yeah, like that's like my daddy did that for years, yeah. and so I did. We did get to share a little bit of well, him we with. We did, and I think, mm. um, and I did as well, just in conversation, as as happens with many conversations, is I allude to. To Sam, to my husband, to my, well, you know. you have 30 years of stories. Yeah, <laughs> we sure do. And so it's nice that, that your family's able to to just kind of go with the role on that too because, yeah. um, I don't know, maybe there will be a day where it's not a everyday piece of my world. But well, yeah, that's well, not today yet. So, so, oh, I'm curious now too. So when it comes to like meeting Katie's family, mm-hmm. um, what well, do you feel like self-conscious bringing dad up at all? Like, does it feel like, like to, to mention a story with him in it or? It actually did not. Good, But cool. then I wondered afterwards, like, should I have been more sensitive to, because I don't know where their comfort level is with having you talk about a recent loss. Because mm-hmm. um, some people aren't okay with that as much. But, you know, your folks are great. They were fine. You know, the, the first uh, getting out of the car, your dad hugged me. You yeah. Know, Sandy hugged me. So, yeah. Um, grandma hugged me so i mean and i had been wondering in my head i'm a hugger are they huggers yeah i don't want to go in for a hug if they're not huggers it's like immediately oh we're good funny funny side to that your dad always tries to give me a handshake and i'm just like no 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 (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's his uh it's his way of trying to stay formal with you i do think it's funny my dad for whatever reason whenever he's in front of you he cannot be nice to you (laughs) but anytime you're not in the room he just sings your praises i get it yeah like at the dinner, he said something like, "Yeah, he's all right." He's all right. <laughs> but then the next day, what well, he asked me to be his cribbage partner, so yeah, yeah. I think it, I think it's Do all right. Do you even know yeah. how to play cribbage? I'm actually getting pretty good at it. <gasps> Matt's really good at cribbage, and it's unfair. Let the record show. I taught him, and he beat me. Oh, I mean, it's not you know. The student has now become the master. Well, Katie, <laughs> yeah. Katie, how are Maybe you? Maybe now you can. By teach the way, me. how are you dealing with uh, oh, being okay. inferior at cribbage? <laughs> Katie, how are you dealing with having a new job? Oh, yes, that is what I'm excited to talk this about week because has you just been started intense. a nice new job. Yeah, yeah. Before but we... it doesn't just go always like "Hello, new job, red carpet, mm-hmm. here you go." Mm-hmm. Before um, we jump off topic, real quick, I do want to say Derek challenged us to a cribbage match, so we're gonna have to do that. Oh, Derek, Boy, Derek of the Wrestle Boys yeah, uh, podcast. Wrestleboys. Yeah. What um, happens to the people when they lose? Is there a SmackDown? Ooh. There, a... Ooh. there. Well, there should be title belts. Yeah. Yeah. Little cribbage title belts. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm going to Pinterest. I'm looking it up. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, this week has been really wild. So like, obviously, 
starting a new job. It's always a lot of overload of information, but um, I was starting a new job, entertaining my parents while they were in town, while I could. Um, And this new job is the biggest job I've ever had. So um, I'm working with Intuit now, which is really cool that I get to say that. It's a huge company. Um, And uh, I'm going to be a copywriter. And so like Intuit... um, they're just a really big company, so they have the ability to offer a lot of benefits, but it is like overload benefits. Yeah, so what for you going from working, you know, I mean, like money is whatever, but going from a job that's uh, a little a little more paycheck to paycheck mm-hmm. um, to a job that's not only like paying you a living wage, but also just like being like, oh, and, and here's like, stuff yeah yeah and stuff, like, like do you feel is there a part of you that's like oh something's wrong here like i don't well I'm yeah. not, i shouldn't be getting oh all this. yeah like my imposter syndrome has been going you know through the yeah. roof <laughs> this do entire these week. people know i'm not worthy yeah 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 <laughs> and like uh i spoke with like the head of of marketing who's like my direct manager and she was just like she was firing on all cylinders like started writing stuff on the chalk on the uh whiteboard while we were talking and i was just like oh no she's like she's so smart like I, I'm not exceptional. I can't be here. <laughs> like, but um, but I know that like once I get into the flow of things, it's gonna be a lot more like. Of course. I'm gonna find my flow, and it, already everybody there is so nice. Like even um, so I have to do what they call fundamentals training, where I learn the product that we're supposed to write articles for. Um, and so I have been shadowing people on the customer service side who are like the um the call center workers, mm-hmm. and they are just so sweet. Like, I'll go up there and sit with them and they'll just chat with me about like, oh, what did you do before? And like, all this and that. And they're just like super open to share their stories. And then like, while they're on a call or whatever, they'll like put it on mute and just like chat with me about like, oh, I, I love these types of <laughs> calls or, oh, these calls are the worst because they take yeah. forever, you know, that sort of thing. Um, and literally everybody that I've met so far, they say hi to me in the hallways when I walk past. And like, I, I've met so many people, I don't remember yeah. any of their names, yeah. <laughs> except for like the people in my direct area. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just a lot of that transition. Of yeah, yeah. Huge transition. Even though it's all been great. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of anxiety, a lot sure. of imposter syndrome with it. There's sure. Yeah, uh, that would almost be, I mean, that'd be a good episode that we should well, that we again, do an entire oh, yeah. one on the imposter syndrome. Self- yeah talk stuff mm-hmm. of yeah. it comes down to that well and you, i remember yeah. mom you told me about that when you uh, were like um i mean even like your first teaching jobs and principal sure. jobs like yeah. you'd walk up and down the hall being like i'm the boss i'm here but mm-hmm. in the, in your head mm-hmm. it's like does anyone else know i'm not supposed to be <laughs> yeah. exactly yeah yeah okay I, <laughs> I did i felt like um like you i i, I was in a play and or you know that, yeah. that i am somehow being um watched and i am just an actress acting the role yeah. of a principal. Yeah. And then um and then in time it is your it is your you. Yeah. It is who you become. You grow into it. You grow into it and that job adjusts to fit who you are. Mm-hmm. And and that's the marriage that works really good. Yeah. Um and and all the people around who have expectations when they get to know you, you know, their expectations um are met mm-hmm. and and some are not met, like, oh, the last principal did this differently. We like that. She can't seem to, you know, but right. that's okay. And in time, they start even to forget that there was a different principal before you. And then 10 yeah. years later, they get a different principal. Yeah. I, so. I do think it's really interesting this week. I've been really, I've been trying to be really cognizant of like, 
acknowledging imposter syndrome when it comes up. And so like it's it's weird because I have this self-awareness level that I've never had in past jobs where I'm like, okay, but like as I go along with this log- job, I am going to get used to it. Like it is going to get, you know, to the point where it's boring at some point, you know? Right, like, <laughs> like one day you'll go to work and be like, oh, man, when's five o'clock? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, yeah. Be, that'll be the day that I'm like, okay, I'm home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like there's... It's, it's, I don't know, it's, it's a weird sort of, it's, it's all new, it's a huge job, and all this and that, but I am also, like, I'm so much more mindful these days, thanks a lot to, like, you know, this podcast and therapy, like, you know, just being more mindful of what you're thinking and what that voice in your head is saying. Exactly, and that doesn't come without work. Yeah. It doesn't come without experiences, Mm -hmm. and sometimes they're really awful experiences, but again, you grow through those, and, um. And, and now you're benefiting from some things. Yeah. And that's yeah. neat. Yeah. It is really cool. Yeah. You're growing up, Katie. <laughs> Feels weird. It, that, <laughs> but it's not old. It's just growing up. Yeah. 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 Well, and, and growing into, I mean, that's the thing that I'm, yeah. that's, that I'm kind of uh, figuring out now. I listened to this uh, interview today with a wrestler, actually, that I like. Um, Who was the wrestler? Uh so Sean Spears, formerly Ty Dillinger of oh, WWE, yeah. uh, now uh, officially signed to AEW, <laughs> which you can hear about more about that on Genuine Wrestle Boys. Um, but what he was saying was, because he's a bit older and he's he's wrestling, and and wrestling, professional wrestling, is a bit of a younger person's game. Oh my goodness, the the athleticism and the flipping yeah. and the yeah the, bo- the body checks they t- mm-hmm. I mean right. it's just crazy. And, but he was just talking about how in like in his 20s and stuff like he he stressed so much about you know everything mm-hmm. uh which resonated with me but also he's talking about so now he's like in his 30s and like up upper like mid upper 30s uh and stuff and um you know, saying like that he realized that he worried so much in his 20s about finding out like what's what what am I going to do what what do I like what do I what what's going to be my thing uh that he realized as he was growing older and kind of got more experience that he was like, your twenties are more about uh, finding the things that you don't want to do and you don't like. <laughs> and he's like, and by the day, like that's like the thirties is where you really get going. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm coming to this thing of being like, not just like growing up kind of a thing, but like, how do I grow into the version of myself that I mm-hmm. like to see? Yeah. You know? And like, I do think like things with like, I mean, this podcast for sure has helped me just keep a mindset on being more mindful. But I think taking that time as an investment in yourself to be like, how do I get more of a good relationship with myself? Mm-hmm. You know, like, that's how I, that's how I'll figure out how to, I'll, that's how I'll figure out the person that I want to grow yeah. into. Yeah. And I think, you know, that just comes back to, um, there's so many different ways that people are going through transitions in their lives and changes and dealing with those. Mm-hmm. If it's grief, if it's a new great job, I mean, it's there's so many things, and some of them are just naturally. Um, as you grow older, growing up, those your body, your brains are growing and changing, and um, mine too. And so we are. There's so many ways of of dealing with it, but I think that one thing, if we can keep at the forefront, is just that recognizing where we're feeling vulnerable and then deciding is it worth is it worth it you know is what i want mm-hmm. worth it enough to to challenge this and uh, and show and be courage uh, courageous mm-hmm. show courage um and oftentimes i have found it is mm-hmm. yeah. even if it if even if you went to the interview but didn't get the job you're glad you went 
Yeah, you got yeah, yeah. And Katie, actually, you you have a ton of that next. I remember we were talking about when, um, when you were initially looking for this job that you have now but you, this wasn't the first place you applied to no I, uh, I was looking for a job for about five months and i, I even remember you mm-hmm. saying that if this job specifically didn't work out you were going to take a few more probably months off of job hunting because that rejection sucks to deal with yes it does yeah um i guess yeah so i'm kind of curious about that um, yeah, i guess in some ways too that's probably why so much of this job feels so like weird and foreign because it it was months of rejection then suddenly like acceptance but like with a huge benefit like yeah. it was like we we love you we're gonna give you this job and here's all of these mm-hmm. cool things that you get to yeah. do now so when you were coming down to the wire with this with this job because you'd had a few other interviews that ended you said like in rejection uh but then this was like a four or five step process to getting this job so when you do you how did you feel like pressure when it came to uh (laughs) like okay i have a lot right i've made it this this. far okay i got the second interview oh more pressure third interview oh my god more pressure yeah like every step was more and more pressure for sure and Mm -hmm. i i think that's that's probably natural with most uh like hiring processes Mm -hmm. like the closer you get to the goal you know, the more disappointing it would be. The more, yeah, right. Because you're like, I already came so far. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I do think because of that, like that's why I feel so much imposter syndrome is like I've dealt with so much rejection. So now that I've got this acceptance, it's like there's no way though. Like I'm used to rejection now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not used to this. They made a mistake. Yeah, and I don't know if I should tell them. Yeah, (laughs) expecting something bad to happen. Like I'm going to lose the lottery or something. And that's just anxiety and humanity yeah Yeah, being human and that like self-preservation thing of Mm -hmm. like i'm gonna hope for the best but i'm planning for the worst because i'm not gonna let myself get you know too hurt Mm -hmm. in something Mm -hmm. yeah um oh and i didn't expect this episode to just turn into a a, a, just grilling you about job stuff but (laughs) now i'm curious I'm wondering, like, do you two ever talk at home? I mean, does he know? Well, honest, <laughs> honest to God, this week we have not had a lot of chances to talk. No, well, because we've been hanging out because Kate's parents were in town. Right, yeah, so, right. like, yeah, like, after your first day, we went out to that dinner mm-hmm. and stuff. So we didn't really get to talk about it until we got home, which it was, like, after 11 or so. Yeah, so. and then we, like, stayed up till midnight talking. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. Cool. But, uh, no, we do talk. Yes. We normally talk a lot, just this week in particular. Yeah. Hey, so much don't, going Don't need to feel defensive. It was just a question. <laughs> we have a healthy relationship. <laughs> Mother. <laughs> what are you accusing? Stay out of it. <laughs> uh, no. Um, but making that transition yeah. from your last job to, to, to this, is there any sort of, mourning seems like a weird word, but like, is there things about the last job that you still feel tethered to, like friends? Oh, absolutely. And... Like one of my best friends works there right, still. Right. So yeah, I like I miss the people. And I think that was one of the things that I have found I really prioritize in a job. Kind of like you were saying, in your 30s, you figure out what you don't or what you are comfortable with doing. Like I figured out that like I want to work in an environment where people feel like family, like where we can talk all the time and joke around and we're mm-hmm. really comfortable around each other. The, so, old, uh, the old Olive Garden motto. Yeah. When you're here, you're family. <laughs> Absolutely. Like um, so at my previous employer, like we were all family in that department. Like we all joked around. We had memes and stuff we would share. It was, you know, it was really fun. So I'm going to miss those people and I still do. Um, especially my best friend, Jesse. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but yeah, I don't know. It was, there was a sense of loss when I first left, but now that I'm at this new company and I've like, 
in a way I've drunk the Kool-Aid like mm-hmm. I am so on board with this company yeah. and there's a part of me that's like why did I ever settle for less so yeah yeah I mean and like everything like I know and what we have talked about mom <laughs> uh, <laughs> no but about how like everything leading up to to a big success or a big you know get like that it goes from feeling like a miserable job or like not, not and that's kind of unfair to say but like a job that you're not necessarily feeling fulfilled at mm-hmm. those things start to feel like stepping stones once mm-hmm. you've got to that next yeah, yeah, absolutely. place yeah. yeah and like i would not be at the job i am right now if it wasn't for exactly. my previous employer exactly. you're right right like that's yeah i i owe a lot to that company would a crystal ball just be so nice mm-hmm. that you could have known that yeah. this is the this is where you're gonna land. You're gonna be fine. Yeah, you don't have to worry. Yeah, just you know, I, keep keep going. I think about that, and I'm like, if I could just you know see what ten years you know looks like, mm-hmm. would I be less anxious? Um, and I think part of it would be a bummer because then you're like, you know, yeah. like and you were saying it last week, uh, like your T-shirt was saying that's about the journey. Mm-hmm. And so if I know the destination of where I'm going to end up, it's like, oh, well, then also comes with that thing of like, does every move I make affect that mm-hmm. outcome? The effect. And then I become more anxious. Yeah. So that'd be awful. Yes. But but I, th- I do think getting to those destinations, when you finally get, you know, like I'm definitely guilty of when I get in a low point or low place feeling like, oh, this is, this is my life. This is everything. Mm-hmm. When really... It might just be around the corner from something much greater that I'm like, oh, hitting that low point helped me get to exactly here. Or I wouldn't appreciate where I'm at now if it wasn't for that low point. Yeah. Um, I have. Um, yeah, I, I so in my in my little world, which I talk about every every week that we are talking about my tax stuff, oh which is still not I am all curious. Done. I'm all, this is a cliffhanger still for not me. All done. Yeah. But. So I am, as I've said to the accountant, living my worst nightmare. This is it. Mm-hmm. This is the one. Truly. And you know how I feel? So peaceful. Yeah. I Seriously, I feel like I can finally breathe because it's not the unknown mm-hmm. now. It mm-hmm. is the known. Yeah. And what I know is that there are more than one solutions here. Yeah. There, This will be worked out. And I won't be living in a box under the bridge or, you know, in your spare room. Right, right. Under your drum set. Like, there's places you could go before the bridge. But, yes. but I know <laughs> Temporarily, you can stay at our house. And we'll look for a good bridge for you, yeah. Mom. But um, but at least it's summer, too. You know, so bridges are... Not so it's not chilly. Shady. Yeah. yeah. But, so, in some ways, um, the, the accountant called this week. And, um, you know, I told you the 2018 taxes are just kind of getting finished up when I got a letter about my 2017 taxes. <laughs> With a bill. Oh, no. Anyway, so she's working it out. She's figuring it out. But what I have figured out is it's okay. And that's, for me, that's even better than a crystal ball is 10 years down the road. I don't know what it's going to be, but I do know that I'll have this behind me. Mm-hmm. I will have uh, experienced other things and um, and I will have learned from the experiences that I have that damn pleasure of going through it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I it's a, I feel like it's a really um I don't want to be too general and say like it's a good thing to have to live your nightmares, you know, cuz that's not but, necessarily true at all, but, but it, to survive them? To mm-hmm. to come out of the other yeah. side of something that is really terrible. Yeah. 
um, there's definitely that part of it's like, okay, I can, I, you know, I don't necessarily always subscribe to the what doesn't kill you makes you stronger no, kind of but, a thing. But I do yeah. believe that going through horrible experiences is a really, really educational. Yeah, you, um, there are. And coming out the other side is a really empowering yeah. thing. And, um, you know, with, with dad, I, my, the worst nightmare was, um, not that he would be dead and gone, but that the process of him passing away, I needed him not to be afraid. I needed him not to be in pain. That was the two things. I needed him to know how loved he was. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I, that, that anticipation of, of getting to the moment when he shut his eyes for the last time and passed away, that gave me so much more grief than, than the new living nightmare, which is now I get to live our life by myself or create a new uh, rendition, plan mm -hmm. B. Mm -hmm. Didn't plan on it, but, and, and some, wow, hit that mic. Um, mm -hmm. But anyway, somewhere in the middle. But I think anticipation of, of tough things is harder for me mm -hmm. because once I'm in a tough situation, I'm pretty good at solutions. And I lose my confidence in that, of knowing that about myself sometimes. And can easily just fall victim to the circumstances. I'm sure that I'm not going to survive. Mm -hmm. Well, I will. I have so far. And then yeah, and, and then it's to, been what ten months? Yeah, yeah. And and to have that unknown, like you're saying, like finally be revealed to be mm -hmm. like, okay, you know, no matter what I go through again, one I've already gone through possibly the worst thing. I hopefully the worst thing I'll ever have to go through, mm -hmm. which is losing, uh, you know, husband. Yeah. And then to be like, okay, now there's some, like, I don't say mess to clean up, but there's... There's a mess to clean up. <laughs> there's a little <laughs> well, bit of a mess it, to clean up. It, it's, it's like, you know, there's, um, there, there are residual uh, loose ends. Mm -hmm. And those, though, are fewer and fewer and fewer. Seems like bigger and bigger, but fewer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and then... Um, I then I will continue to step forward. But you know, as we move through these things that we have felt very vulnerable vulnerable about, it ha does build confidence and um and it does uh, in ourselves if we um if we allow ourselves to kind of rethink how it, ha it impacted us. If it impacted us and it was the worst thing that ever happened that I went on so many interviews and and I didn't get a job or do we say I went on some interviews but the right one Mm -hmm. you know, was the one that, that I got. And yeah. it was the best one. And that builds your self-esteem for, you know, everything you do. Yeah. 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 And I, I think too, uh, with rejection specifically, um, I think the, the more you experience it too, like the less scary that can become as well. Like, uh, for me at least, it's like if, if I, if I'm if I'm trying to go for a job or something, or so if there's something I want and it just doesn't happen, yeah, it's like okay, like you said, the world keeps turning. You know, it's like I, and I think it just takes some experiences with, with stuff like that mm -hmm. of just being like pain. You know, that, that little painful moments. That's just like okay, there's worse things in the world than a little painful moment. Yeah. I do think that's dependent on the person. That's like, it is. I, well, I'm the kind of person who does not deal well with rejection, which is part of the reason why those five months were so hard. Yeah. It's like I just have a history of like rejection has spiraled me into depression. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And no, so that's true. Very, very residual true. Residual effects of well, that so, kind of. And that doesn't turn around on a dime either. 
you're going to take, you're, you're going to need time physically, emotionally, mentally to spiritually to catch up yeah. with this new success. Yeah. Yeah. Which is pretty much what it, I've been feeling these past few weeks waiting for this job to start yeah. is like, no, I don't have to worry anymore. Like it's okay to like relax and let mm -hmm. my guard down because yeah. this is going to happen. I am going but there's to a thing of like, job. oh, it doesn't feel real until I walk in that door. And then even when I walk in the door, I'm like, I don't belong here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's still you catching up. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a quote, an Eleanor Roosevelt quote, who oh. I just love Eleanor Roosevelt. If I could, she'd be one of those people I'd invite over to dinner, you mm. know? Yeah, yeah. She'd be fascinating. Oh, I think so. But let me read it to you. Eleanor said, you gain strength, courage, and confidence by every experience in which you really stop to look fear in the face. You're able to say to yourself, I lived through this horror. I can take the next thing that comes along. Mm, I like that. Is that something? Can you text yeah. that to me? I would be happy to. <laughs> good job, Eleanor, though. She's mm -hmm. so good. Thank you, Eleanor, friend of the show. And nobody else can make you feel <laughs> bad about yourself without your permission. Yeah. And Miss Eleanor. Is that her too? Mm -hmm. That's true, you know. Yeah. Okay. So it wasn't exactly a rejection. I tried something this week. Uh oh. So I, because it was my week to only do things that made me happy, I, I amended my goal for this week to just, you know, do yeah, yeah. things to be happy and to only happy things. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so there I am out at a store and run into an old uh, friend, not, not a friend. It's a person I've worked as, as an educator, not in the same building with, but, you know, a colleague. known this person, a colleague for a very long time. And, um, I said, hey, how are you doing? What's going on? And uh, what are you doing this summer? And he said he's playing golf. And I said, you know, that's something you could teach me to do. Is that not kind of an opening yeah. of you want to spend time together? Oh, yeah. That is something you could teach me to do. And he looked at me, he goes, no. They have pros for things like that. You need to get a person who goes out there. They really teach you how to hold. The, and he just didn't skip a beat. Now, was I too coy? Was it a little too vague, potentially? I mean, Maybe that's... I needed to have stopped and made eye contact longer and said, "You, I would like you to teach me how to do that. I mean, I mean is that what you jumped right into? Like, he's like, I'm probably going to do some golfing. You can teach me how to do that. Or was it like... Well, not like in that intense creepy way no <laughs> okay well so but you know but it was around there <laughs> or was it like okay. oh i've always been interested in golf maybe that's something i could pick up like maybe okay. you could show me maybe my timing was off a little bit but i think it we was something around what are you doing this summer oh you know i'm blah, 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 and playing some golf hey that's something i think i'd like to do maybe you could teach me how to do that i see okay i think um especially you said this is a work previous work colleague so we didn't you, have any kind of a social ever yeah, anything exactly you have a professional background with yes. this person and it could just be that that's where they're going is directly to a professional yeah. approach to that maybe and not even not even thinking oh maybe that's an advance or an invite to go right out. yeah i think that's well, i think person that's if common. you're listening to this and i doubt you are <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah so give me you two young people it's somebody says I'm playing golf, and you say what? Um, maybe we could do that together sometime or something like that. Well, uh, you know, my approach would be probably um, golf sucks. <laughs> just, <laughs> you neg them, negative. No, just kidding. Don't do that. Don't do that. That's rude. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't know. It's something like, uh, oh, I've been interested in getting into that. Um, you know, like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe 
Yeah, you know, I don't know. I feel like anywhere close, you were pretty, I think you were pretty close. I think everyone is going to have a different approach. And I think particularly for Matt and I, we tend to be the kind of people who want to be friends first and then develop a more. That's the thing. I think, I think. Well, uh, I mean, going golfing with somebody is friends, right? Yeah, totally. I mean, I wasn't, I had, there was no sexual allusion, alluding to anything about balls. Oh, Oh, there wasn't. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Not till just now. Well, like, yeah, I don't know. You know, it it just, uh. Maybe he's just not confident enough in his golf game to to teach. Mm-hmm. It could be immediately he was okay. Insecure. So I'm gonna I'm just gonna keep a little book of my attempts. Yes. Of my I'm not gonna say failures. I'm gonna say stepping stones yes. to success. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know what is uh. So in the future, though, I mean, how does one meet? I mean, it's not a stranger person. So mm-hmm. I felt good about that. Yeah. Right. You had some Single rapport. person. I felt fairly good about that. My age group, great about that. Um, so maybe the... he's single because he can't pick up on hints. Maybe. You know, I'm not trying to malign. You know, but well, I didn't want to grab his face in the dog food aisle and say, "Listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> I need affection. <laughs> I want to golf." <laughs> Uh, and it's been a long time. <laughs> well, maybe just go hang out around the golf course. <laughs> act like you know what you're doing. Mother, go take a lesson in golf. Well, yeah, who knows? I think I think it's really tricky, and I am not a very good person to give dating or to get dating advice from because, like, I am a serial dater. I date guys for long periods of time oh, well yeah i mean i'm because like i'm scared 30, of dating <laughs> 33 years married so it's not like i have tons of yeah well yeah. experience with it anyway i think it was a good first attempt i think so too i yeah. think putting yourself out there like that is really cool yeah and if you if you run into him again again i think the seeds have been up, planted yeah you can bring up something of like hey i went and did a golfing training thing or like would even, you like to go out and- i i watched a youtube that's video. my yeah like yeah. hey i've been watching videos on golf uh maybe we could grab a drink and talk about golf sometimes <laughs> or or have a drink at the course because a lot of times they have drinks could, at uh, the course yeah maybe uh not the one in caldwell oh <laughs> i know personally i'll pre-function any first date i have <laughs> there you go so do you want to pre-function this date with me because we you and i may have no fun at all <laughs> Yeah, I think I think uh, I would just count that as a success of a uh, you know you put yourself out there like that, yeah. and you don't you don't know his reaction. Like I, my inclination is probably to go with what Katie said that his mind went to just a professional sort of place. Um, could be it could be so maybe just hang out in the dog food aisle of the grocery store more. Like what are you into other than golf? <laughs> Do you have a dog? Is that why you're here? Yeah. Oh, talk about dogs when you're in the dog food aisle. You wouldn't. Th- I wouldn't think of that though. I wouldn't think about that. You know, the dog park is a place where a lot of people go with their dogs. I, I swear I to was God, there this week. So on Wednesday, I had the day off, and I just took the dogs up to the dog park in the morning. I met like ten people. I didn't meet them. I was in the vicinity of them, and we spoke briefly. Not about golf. No, about dogs. <laughs> uh, but yeah, because I was the only one there for a while, so people would kind of trickle in, oh. and then there was this like. I don't know if there was just this social feeling of we have to talk to each other because we're both here, but mm-hmm. so you can meet people. Mm-hmm. That's true. I know. I'm I'm trying to avoid not just doing the go online and see. And I think that's one of the big things that like pretty much everybody does. Like I, yeah. 
I am so lucky that Matt and I knew each other yeah. beforehand and could just like kind of miss the kind of miss the the the, the, the yeah, dating we site thing. The wave. But it's I think scary. it's scary. Well, it's scary. It's scary from a woman's but side. But on the other <laughs> hand, though, at least you know you're communicating with a person who is thinking like you are that you'd like to meet somebody. True. You're not. You're on the same page. You're in not a way. like missing the boat about right. why don't you get a professional to help mm-hmm. you with that i can't remember the name of the uh the site but i think there's um a, there's a dating website that um only don't tell me the over 50 one no it's not no, that one i've heard about i've heard about the I the swine that hang out on there I, no i just tried I, it was just like really oh i no, think you're thinking of bumble the one that the women initiate the conversations mm-hmm. and stuff so it's yeah. kind of like one where you can match with somebody but then it's on it's up to you if you want to say like does that feel good as a guy well i think to me what feels good is knowing that who i'm communicating with feels comfortable comfortable and safe Mm -hmm. so like if if i to me honestly reaching out and being like hey do you want to go out sometime or this like i have anxiety about i mean everything Mm -hmm. but anxiety about that in the sense (laughs) of like well i you know like i don't want that to come across you know weird or anything you know so like if someone were then to initiate the conversation uh, be like, okay, th- I know that, that she feels comfortable and, and enough to like initiate a conversation with me. Yeah, I think I, I wouldn't dislike that. Yeah, cool. I mean, there might be guys out there who dislike it, but it, I think that's a big red flag to like. Yeah, yeah they need well, to grow it's up. It's nice to have options. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. if if you're a woman who does want to, to be able to lead this more, because, um, but from what I've seen, uh, I, I mean, I've, I've seen a little, the guys who initiate it, maybe I just felt bad for him. So I don't know. I don't I'm just, know. I'm just trying to meet real people. Yeah. You know? No, that's, I think, I don't know, really good that you are putting yourself out there and that you want to meet people. I have a feeling that I'm going to get tons of funny stories by my attempts and my stepping stone. Yeah. Well, you have a place to tell them or yeah. not tell them if you want, <laughs> uh, but I, you know, you have my support 100%. I just, you know. So, Matt, this weekend is Father's Day. Yeah. And it's odd because this is the first year that there is nothing planned on the Stone family because yeah, not a dad. Uh, I know. Are you doing anything Sunday? No, I was. I mean, I had band practice. We do band practice on Sundays. But other than that, no. Um at some point, I want to get to. I'll, I need to initiate conversation with um, my two brothers mm-hmm. to come out and clean out the garage oh, at the house. Your dad would be so grateful. Maybe and that so, could be a Father's <laughs> Day that, that feels like a pretty good thing to do on Father's Day is go through all dad's stuff. Um, you know, well, except that your one brother is a father, and I think yeah. that he has other things. Yeah, well, you're not getting out of it that easy. <laughs> can't just have a kid put that baby to work too she's three she can lift some things she's pretty strong she's pretty strong uh now you know figure something out yeah. i'm not sure i'm not sure i i'm taking my dad to dinner yeah yeah nice. so he and uh and his lady i'm taking him out yeah and um so, to olive garden nice i know when you're there your family well i like it i like olive garden quite a lot yeah so yeah. um we went out uh, last year on Father's Day, and I, um, I just remember, oh, thinking that I mean it was. I, I must have had people at the house watching 
with that you three boys are probably there with dad or at least a couple of well, you uh because it was father's day but i i took some time out to be with my dad but the whole time i was gone feeling like is everything gonna be okay and i remember talking with dad and and peggy at dinner and i just cried i just i mean it was like so emotional so hard so everything was so raw then, well especially yeah, right then because one well, like you said you were in a very um insulated situation mm -hmm. like i think you did that was probably my guess would be that was maybe the first time in a while that you'd really been away from dad yeah you know yeah. so to have that kind of break from being at the just home base where everything right. was right. i'm sure was a pretty wild yeah. emotional experience yeah to kind of be able to just take a breath from away from it all for a second yeah yeah so i've been thinking about you guys a lot uh as we come up into father's day and yeah. what that's going to feel to, like for your first Father's Day without dad. I'm not anticipating much. Good. Uh, I mean, it may be one thing that Father's Day was never something where dad was like, it wasn't a huge yeah. day, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, we would always do something. Oh, yeah. Come but, on over and barbecue or. Right. Yeah. But who knows? I don't know how I feel on Sunday. Right. I've been hearing. Oh, well, sorry. I got a little burp there. I've been hearing. Um, a lot of things on like the like radio, mm. TV. Like yeah. I keep hearing ads for Father's Day, yeah. and I don't have like a like a, a bad feeling towards it, other than just like oh, it, you know it. It's coming. Okay. It's coming, yeah. and like it's sort of like oh yeah, like I you know well mine's gone, right. <laughs> you know. But it it's something that I've accepted mm -hmm. for the most part, you know. It, as much as I think I've accepted sure. it, you know, I yeah. don't want to speak fully, but like. Well, I'm not too worried about okay, it. Okay, good. I'm glad. But we'll see. Maybe we'll, next we'll Thursday we'll talk about how I couldn't get out of bed. I don't know. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. Um, but that is not my goal for this next week. I having a happy week. I and are we at the place where we can set goals? Yeah, let's set week? our let's set our goals for this upcoming week. I want to learn about mopeds. <gasps> I thought you were going to say Fun. golf. <laughs> <laughs> I can ride my moped to, to the, the golf, golf course. course. Nice. <laughs> beep, beep, nice swing. Four. Uh, putt, putt. I can see you being a moped person. Oh, yeah. I And, you know, from my house to, to downtown and around. Where, I mean, wouldn't it so be cute. fun to be able to do that? Go down to the coffee shop, go down to the plaza, go yeah. down to the post office, whatever. So pick up. You know, so is your goal to research mopeds? Research mopeds. I cannot afford a moped yet. Sure, sure. And then, of course, I would have to look into moped laws. Mm -hmm. Do I have to go get a special? Yeah, I think you do have to have a motorcycles license. So you would have Maybe. to take motorcycles. It, it depends classes. on how fast it goes. I think if it if it goes under a certain mile per hour, you don't need oh, um, uh, like a or motor motorized vehicle. Yeah, I think it's maybe the size of the engine. Something. Basically, if you can't be taking it out on the freeway, I think the laws are a little different. But I don't know. Well, it's like mm. kind of like a bicycle that I don't have to pedal. Would you feel safe using it in Caldwell? I know there's some aggressive drivers in Caldwell. That's oh, I think, I think yeah. I think there's, I actually think it'd be, I would much rather ride a moped around Caldwell than Boise. Okay. 100%. I, I would feel safe in that I've, it's my town and I kind of know where the back streets are. Yeah, totally. And, um, but I could just, I could just I could see enjoy. It. And I think we have long enough uh, months of good enough weather that it wouldn't, you know, I have one car. So yeah. yeah. A moped would be kind of fun. I think that I think that's really cool. I think that's a cool goal. I would love to see you on like a baby pink moped with one of those cute little round helmets. Thank you. That's the yes. one. Yes. Exactly. And if Good. I get a basket, 
Yeah. I can oh, put yeah. my puppies in it. Yes. And get them little helmets. <laughs> yeah. I'll yeah. Get, get, get a little uh, sidecar. <laughs> Do you know what I have in the basement? Because the school I was the principal of was right next to the golf course. I have a very large basket of golf balls. Oh, well. Let's think about how I can use the golf balls to get golf uh-huh. lessons. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Golfing. Golfing lessons. I don't know. I just think it's good exercise. Yeah. Sure. And, sure. You know, you walk around, you hit a ball, you talk. So my dad it's, recently. It feels safe. It doesn't yeah. feel like it would be, you're not doing it in a dark alley. Yeah. So my dad used to do golfing when he was like in his 20s or mm-hmm. something. And then he became a dad. Um, and he just recently started picking it up again. And he's been having a blast. He says he, he loves it because he just goes out with his friends. He mm-hmm. jokes around. Of course, he is a he's a dude out there. So, I was right. so, so had this conversation never popped up with this gentleman in the store, is golfing something that would ever cross your I mind? I had thought about golfing. Really? Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. I I mean, really, if really if it's something that genuinely feels okay. like an interest to you. We I could, say maybe that's what would be a fun thing to do. Get all my sons together and all the girls and we all go golfing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. I remember how to hold the the thing. That's about it. The, the, I, Club? The, Club. That's the word. <laughs> uh, my my uh, expertise uh, lived and died on the uh, mini putt-putt course. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I'd be willing to give something a try. I just, you know, if I'm going to go and get a new life, I got to just go for the one I want, not just the one that comes easiest mm-hmm. yeah and, and one that has some physical walking it's not a bad plan no it's not bad and, and golfing seems fun i don't like ducks i know that there are sometimes ducks around golf courses but i can it's I, true i've got a club <laughs> i would never hurt a duck i promise but if it was self-defense sometimes those ducks are aggressive no it's they the can geese be. the geese are aggressive. Oh, okay yeah thank you yeah. yeah yeah either way you know make sure there's no bread in your pockets <laughs> yeah um, yep. I think that's a great goal. Moped research. Moped research. Fantastic. What do you want to do this week? Um, well, I really do want to get an appointment set up for myself. Okay. Um, even if it is three weeks out, I yeah. just want to get something set in place where I can, uh, really get, uh, moving on my, keeping on my journey towards, uh, seeing how medication affects sure. my anxiety. So my goal is by next episode, mm-hmm. have an appointment, at the very least, set up to uh, to see a psychiatrist about my uh, anxiety. Is that that's not something you'd want to see a GP about? You want to go to a psychiatrist? Um, I'm actually not. I don't think a general practitioner could prescribe. They can brain meds. They can, but they oftentimes do not have the expertise needed to assign the right thing. The right one. Yeah. yeah. So, like, if you have, if you. Well, I guess you're you don't have any other medications you're taking, but like for no. me, I have other medications I'm taking. If I had asked a GP for that, they would have been like, I don't know if those conflict, uh-huh. so we're just gonna recommend you over here. Yeah. So yeah, because you know, they as, have that specialized. Well, I think that you are definitely on the right track. I just hate oh, yeah. that you called and um, sw- it was a bit of a, a swing and a miss. Yeah. Um, but I'm not too down yeah. about that. Well, I, you know, they have pros to help you with that. <laughs> um, <laughs> dang it. <laughs> um, I do feel, unfortunately, that the swing and the miss thing is just very common with finding, like, therapists and psychiatrists. Right, Because I right. had the same issue with yeah. the therapist. I, like, it took me about five tries before I found I a person who got back to me. In, in that area. I know. Th- they would be the most sensitive about getting back to you, just, even if it's not something they can help you with. Yeah. But. I think it's more of just their low in numbers. Mm-hmm. There, right. There aren't mm-hmm. enough to serve everyone. Um, but, you know, you saying that about, uh, like, GP is maybe... Because when I was younger, I feel like that's who prescribed. It was. 
the medication was. I mm-hmm. just went to the family health or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that if I'm and if I'm not, well, it any wasn't. Other it wasn't like a primary health person. It was a physician. Well, that, yeah, that yeah, you, yeah, That our family had been working with. So. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. So I don't know. Maybe that's an option. Yeah. Just depends. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep trying though. That's my goal. Is I'm gonna get something set up. I am proud of that. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. So, life Kate, is so precious, and I just want every minute of yours to to be what you want it to be, and not well, wasting I, them on things that you like, like anxiety that right. you don't want. Well, like like we were saying um, before we started recording, is I want to do an episode coming up on uh, on burnout because yeah. it's real. It's very real. Oh yeah. Um, and I think where a lot of my anxiety is coming from is. I'm burning myself out because I'm working this job that I, I like. I mean, mm-hmm. I, and I, I want to get that across. I like who I work yeah. for. I like my my 40 hours a week sure. job. Um, but I'm adamant that I need to keep doing things that I'm passionate about, mm-hmm. whether it's music, uh, whether it's this po- like podcasting. I'm adamant on it. And it is causing me to be like too much stuff on my plate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I genuinely feel like if I could get my anxiety under control, it would clear up a little bit of space for me to sort of prioritize those yeah. things. Yeah. Um, so that's where I just, I, I have a definite desire to make sure that my life is uh, as fulfilling as I can make it. Mm-hmm. And if anti-anxiety medication can help, then Bring please it. come yeah. on. Yeah. I'm proud of you. Well, thank you very much. And I'm excited uh, and to share this journey um, with it, uh, that journey specifically on this podcast, because if that's something that rings a bell with anyone else, sure. like, you know, I, I want to hear from you. We want to hear from you um, too. Um, but before we get into that little piece of business, Katie, what's your goal for oh, um, this upcoming week? I didn't think I was going to be asked. Of course you're going to be asked. <laughs> um, I think... Uh, I mean, obviously I have a new job, so my goal is going to center around like just getting that figured out. Getting settled in. Yeah. I, I do feel like this week, and a lot of this is just because my parents were also in town and we had plans, um, but I feel like I haven't spent a lot of time at home. Yeah. And I think this job kind of, uh, maybe because the commute is longer, so like it adds that extra hour on And you don't my... get the opportunity to work from home, and which I don't you get were the able to do before. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so I do feel like maybe... I'm not spending as much time at home. And so I'm going to try and figure out what the best schedule is for mm-hmm. me because it is, it is kind of flexible. I can come in between eight and nine. I can leave between four and five. Mm-hmm. So maybe if I get there earlier, there'll be right, less right. traffic and I can leave earlier with less traffic. You know, I'm going to, I want to try and figure yeah, that out. That's a great goal. That a hundred percent. Yeah. Get, get settled yeah. in and see well, where that schedule and I know works. Home is important. It's it, it balances the, yeah. you know, yeah. Your your puppies and yeah. kitties and because I feel it's like your home. Yeah, every day this week I feel like I've gotten home around six and then had like three hours to hang out and eat food yeah. and then go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. That's a great that goal. That's a very good goal. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for listening in with us. Mm-hmm. We really really appreciate it, and we would love to hear from you. Yes. Stay uh, courageous, people. Yes. Yes. Um, and, uh, you can get a hold of us at dealingwithitpod at gmail.com. Um, just any questions, any, uh, topics that you would want us to cover. Um, or if you, if you're interested in being a guest on this show, like, like we were saying, what we've been saying is, you know, the more we talk to people, the more we see that everyone has, you know, has things that they've gone through and not saying that feel, uh, like you have to share or anything, but if you have something that you feel that you want to bring mm-hmm. to the table we are here for you absolutely and we can figure out ways to you know 
to make it work. Mm -hmm. But just get a hold of us with any of that stuff. We would really appreciate it and love to hear from you. Uh, and you can get a hold of us on all these social media platforms. Yes. And our news at Eve's Drop. Yeah, we are a part of the Ease Drop podcast network. So you can find our show um, as well as all of the other shows on the network at yes. ease-drop.com. Is there a show on the network you'd like to shout out? There is it's the one you've been listening to. This one right here. <laughs> well, the Wrestle Boys <laughs> no. just had their 100th. Yeah. Yeah, the the genuine Wrestle Boys. We just released yeah. our 100th episode. Um, there's a, a few epi uh, podcasts. So I'm, I'm slowly working my way through the catalog uh, of podcasts that are on this network. And so but far, I have been. I went to the thing and I was able to download onto my uh, phone the network. Yeah. And then you just click on it and they're all listed there. And I was looking. And I don't see it now. But what would the the networks like? What would they go to to look at the at the network and then put it onto their phone? Um, I think the RSS feed is what you would need. It's it's a gets a little technical. Yeah, the the technical stuff I'm not so sure on. Other than um, most phones in your app store, you can find a free podcast um, catcher. It was like a, so okay, that, I, on my phone front, through Google, I have ease capital E A S E capital D R O P yes slash Boise, mm -hmm. and it is somehow on my desktop, and it could not have been complicated for me to do it. So go there yeah. and see what you can do, and I think they will give you an option to put it on your yeah. your phones. Um, and if if you have um, screen iTunes, uh, which mm -hmm. I think is closing down, so I don't know if that, but like uh, it's well, on Apple there. Podcast is Apple Podcast, Apple Podcast, um, Spotify, mm -hmm. anywhere that you can get podcasts, you can find us. And if you don't know how to find podcasts, if you can at least get to a web browser and go to ease-drop.com, you can find our show as, yep. as well as many other shows. Yeah, I've been really into this one um, that I've been listening to called Fun and Sobriety. It's mm. about, um, it's hosted by this guy, Dylan, here in Boise. Uh, who is a comic, a stand-up comic, and he's been sober for 10 years. And it's, it's all about trying to find that, like how to be sober, um, but also live a, a, a fulfilling life. Right. So it's a, it's a really cool show. Um, there's a lot of shows, something for everybody on there. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, and our listeners uh, keep coming through for us and, and uh, our numbers are going up and up and we love that. It's just really try cool. Try not to think about it too much. Right. Well, the, the only reason I, I get really excited about it is because I love, I feel like even when we get, when we get done with an episode, I'm like, I feel good about that. And if, and it sounds like from the people we've heard from that, that, you know, they, they, they're also getting something from it. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, I mean, that's all we can ask for is if you, if you feel so inclined to leave a review um, on whatever podcast service you can, like that'll help our numbers. But honestly, the thing is of, of just word of mouth. Sure. If, if there's someone yeah. that um, that you think would maybe get something out of this, um, please just let them yeah. know. That's and all we just, can ask. We're just very honored to to be a part of uh, of your week. And it's not something that we week. take for granted for not sure. Not at all. So, well, thank life you for listening. Goes on. Thank you very much, and we will check back in with you next week. Until then, let's just keep dealing, dealing with, with it. it.